Coming to you from the bottom of Lake Agassiz, welcome to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on the mighty 790 and 104.7 KFGO. I'm your host, Doug Leary, former game warden, a current biologist, and uh, thanking you for allowing us to be a part of your weekend outdoors, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, whether you're listening live on the air, kfjo.com, the mobile app, the podcast. I really appreciate you. I'm a former game warden. I'm a current biologist, and I've been working for the Game and Fish Department for a long, long time. I'm a North Dakota native. I was born in beautiful Williston, North Dakota. My dad worked for the Department of Ag for uh, what was FHA, turned into rural development. And so he was stationed in Williston when I was born. Then we moved to Lemoore, and then uh, he ended his career in Valley City, where I graduated from high school. I started working summer temporary positions with the Fish and Wildlife Service and uh, did that while I was in college in Botno and then graduated from NDSU in Fargo. Started my career as a game warden. So my summer temporary positions took me to places like the Cullum Wetland Management District, the Valley City Wetland Management District, Long Lake National Wildlife Refuge. I worked at uh, Lostwood National Wildlife Refuge for Ducks Unlimited uh, out of college. And then I began my career as a game warden stationed in Botno. And then uh, transferred down to Fargo before becoming an outreach biologist. So the weekend edition of Outdoors Live, a little bit of a different way of looking at the outdoors. But thank you for allowing us to be a part of the outdoors with you. In 2023, the Endangered Species Act turned 50 years old. And when, when I think about the Endangered Species Act, one of the first things that comes to my mind right here and right now is, is the fact that the, the intention of the Endangered Species Act was never to just put a species on there and then just leave it there. And I think that's one of the things that has gotten lost in the weeds over the last 50 years is uh, this is, this is going to be a little bit of biological editorial insight not representing the director of Game and Fish, the state of North Dakota, the Game and Fish Department, but as a biologist, one of the questions that I bring up on the Endangered Species Act is is very probable, not all of the time, not, I don't even know what percentage of the time, but, but think through this scenario. If you're an anti-hunting organization or a PETA-type movement, this, this is potential because there's other people a lot smarter than I that have gone through this similar scenario. So it's not something that Doug Lear came up with, but it's something that Doug Lear is, is v- very, very inclined to, to understand. Is if you get a species listed as endangered, there are a lot of different um, environmental and industrial ramifications that come with it. Where if you think back to, to the spotted owl and no longer being able to, to log because of a spotted owl. Um, so think of that scenario is when a species is listed, then so if you could, if you could prove that a species needs to be listed as endangered, then the domino effect is you can save the forest. Now, think about that. If you could prove or if you could get a species listed, could you use that as a tool to reduce the potential for hunting in an area, in a region, for a species? Think through this, just potentially. If you have the wolf listed as endangered, and the wolf population continues to grow and grow and grow, 
the wolf is going to feed on deer, moose, moose calves, deer fawns. They're going to eat. There's also going to be that impact that they have on calves, sheep, and cattle as a population grows unchecked, right? So it's, it's not completely out of, the, out of the realm of probability, is it? Years ago, the former director, excuse me, the former, the former chief of the wildlife division, Randy Kreil, shared a story in, in referencing, and that, that's why I feel comfortable bringing that little bit of editorial up because it, it's not something that has never been brought up by a department administrator, uh, Director Dean Hildebrand, Director Terry Steinwad, um, the chief of the wildlife division, Randy Krause, shared this story at an advisory board meeting is, is depending on the state and the listing and the protection, a wolf could travel from Montana and be unprotected into western North Dakota and be protected to eastern North Dakota, be unprotected into Minnesota, be protected into the upper peninsula of Michigan and be unprotected. The same animal. And that's where that's where the logic and the ration unfortunately has been stolen away by an Endangered Species Act to the point where even game and fish people, I remember Jeb Williams, our current director, when he was chief of the wildlife division, talking about moose. And there was uh, a push by an environmental organization to get moose in North Dakota listed as endangered. And he actually kind of smiled and laughed when he mentioned that. But the reality was game and fish had to go through and use resources, resources to prove that the listing of moose as endangered in North Dakota was not warranted. And that's where we're at today, uh, the, the hijacking maybe to some level or degree of the Endangered Species Act. You've heard about chronic wasting disease. Charlie Bonson is the veterinarian, the wildlife veterinarian for the North Dakota Game and Fish Department. Education and information are powerful. Dr. Charlie, tell us, for people that maybe have missed it, or need a refresher course on just exactly what chronic wasting disease is. Chronic wasting disease is a, a fatal brain disease of deer, moose, and elk. Um, it was first detected in North Dakota in 2009 down in Grant and Sioux County. Um, remained there in very low infection rates for about 10 years. Uh, 2018, we found our first case of chronic wasting disease up in the northwest part of the state, Divide County. Uh, we've since found it in a, in a few more areas, um, really throughout a large portion of western North Dakota. It is a, you know, a fatal brain disease of, of individual animals, but our biggest concern is that at a population level, high infection rates can really um, cause some pretty serious impacts to the long-term health of our, of our deer populations. That is Dr. Charlie Bonson. He is a wildlife veterinarian. Dr. Charlie Bonson with your North Dakota Game and Fish Farm. We'll discuss more, a little bit more of endangered species. We're going to talk more uh, with Dr. Charlie Bonson as well. You're listening to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on the Mighty 790 KFGO FM 94.1, 104.7, KFGO.com, the KFG mobile app. And I'm Doug Lear.